This is the Where is the New Black show. Is famous on the uh, Instagrams and the internets, uh, Mr. Expressions Untold. He is one of my favorite uh, photographers, uh, personalities, I should say. His work speaks to people. It brings forth an emotion, and everyone feels connected. Now, if you're unaware of his work, he touches on sexuality, but he does it in such a beautiful way that Every time I visit his Instagram page, I'm taking notes. I'm not just saying that because he's on the phone right now. <laughs> this is all legitimate stuff. <laughs> this is all real. <laughs> so how you doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm good, man. And uh, I appreciate you bringing me on the show. You got me. I was over here trying to like hold back my, my laughter <laughs> from what you were saying. Just because I'm really bad at taking compliments. So, but um, but no, I appreciate it. I'm I'm, I'm glad you like the work and um. I'm happy to be here and have this conversation and, you know, be in this space. Awesome. So here's the cool thing. So let's give you a background on how I found out about your work. Uh, there's a lady friend of mine by the name of Christina, and she and I have a similar viewpoint when it comes to sexuality. And mm-hmm. she put me on to your Instagram page. She was like, you got to check this guy's work out. So I said, okay, cool. I go to your page. I said, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to go find a... Uh, a comfortable chair so I can truly enjoy this, all this visual information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. I, I saw so much of it, it was something that I never thought that, that I was missing. Because it showed hmm. various forms of intimacy. And what was ill about it, it was that like, it was kind of like a visual blog. Because not only did you feature scenes of uh you know of sex happening but you also inserted yourself into it and for one i just have to ask the question why like what puts you into into a position that made you say you know what this is my contribution to the world and this is how i got to do it um well before i answer i'm just gonna say man that was an amazing lead up to that question I did not know that question was coming, but I'm like, so poor. I love how you worded that. But uh, why? Uh, oh, man, it's, that's a, all right, I'm going to try to give you a concise, like, simplified answer. Because that's a thing. So I could talk about that for, like, hours. But basically, um, I felt strongly that I, I, I've always known that I was a sexual being. And that I loved sexuality, I loved the human body, you know, I, I loved all the different spectrums of sexuality. And um, I felt largely that part of the reason why so many people had such negative views of sexuality were because they weren't shown any positive images of sexuality. Um, I used to be very promiscuous back when I was like in college and everything like that. And I remember like talking to lots of different people and a lot of the women I slept with and everybody would have so many insecurities and just so many like 
messed up ideas. And it made me think about, okay, where did that, where these ideas come from? Man? The more I connected the dots between it, I started to feel like the media that we're exposed to largely shapes our perception. It shapes how we see ourselves. It shapes how we see the world. And I felt that, especially with people of color, and that's any color. So whether you're African-American, Asian, um, you know, whether you're Hispanic, pretty much you're a person of color in general, you're not shown sexuality, really at all. And I mean, that's not even to get into the topic of how women are treated typically through media when it comes to sex. But just in general, I knew as a, as a man, as an African-American man of color, you know, I was only shown certain images of what sexuality was supposed to look like for me. And everybody was showing those things and that really affected how we saw ourselves and how we saw each other. Um, I think it also added to the taboo. I think we're, you know, we were told for so long that it was such a bad thing that it made it this combo that couldn't be had. And I, I never personally deep down felt that way. I felt like it was one of the most amazing things in the world. Like I felt like that was the greatest gift we ever had. I'm not a religious person, but I felt like that was the greatest gift God gave humanity um, was sexuality. And the ability to feel certain ways and to be able to express emotions certain ways and for our bodies to have these different reactions. I just felt like it was this endless land of just amazingness. And I'm sorry I can't articulate that better, but um, that's just how I felt. And I wanted people to see that. And I, I felt like if I could show that through art, people would be more perceptive to it. Because with a picture, they could take it and they could do whatever they want with it. They could let it resonate with them. But then if you added words on it, it could complete more of a thought of what I want you to get from this image. And that's kind of the why. Um, I'm pretty sure I could say more on it, but, but to answer your question, yeah. That's the why right there. And that was one hell of an answer, sir. Yes, indeed. So with that answer, there are many different avenues I want to travel down. For one, okay, I, can, I do see a connection with you in terms of how me also being um, an African-American male, the images that I was shown of sexuality. Because mind you, you know, growing up, uh, hip-hop was always around. And you yeah, rarely yeah. had songs that were, like, about love. Like, Bonita Applebaum by Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> that was my yeah. thing. Like, I felt that. That was like, yes. But then you had, around the same time period when The Chronic came out, and you know how women were talked about and the names that were given and it was if sex was given given the title something it did you just did to conquer it wasn't really described something that you got pleasure from and when it came to mainstream music and even right. going down into like into movies like you had like once in a while you might have like a love jones where mm -hmm. you can see a, a, a nice balance of you know of love and you know sexuality is being expressed through poetry in different ways but there was always, I feel like, just amongst the people that I knew and the peers, like sex was just something that you did, nothing that you really experienced. You know, and I feel like that's what I got from your work. Like your work breaks it down and makes it into an experience. And I think that's one of those beautiful things, like you said, that, that we need because sex is one of the greatest things that was given to humanity. Also, I want to go back to what you mentioned about back when you were in school and women had like insecurity issues. I love that your work not only is a sex positive, but is body positive too. Because I feel like that's not shown a lot. You know, if you look at like a, 
a Playboy magazine or any other kind of adult magazine, the women's um, that are featured in it all tend to have the same kind of bodies. So what is it about your work that you said, you know what, I want to show everybody, not just one kind of person? Well, I, I've always, well, so since I was like a teen, I felt like everybody had a sexuality. People just expressed it differently. Mm-hmm. And because I was very promiscuous, I slept with lots of different types of uh, of women in different bodies, different body sizes, different shapes, different colors. Um, and everybody had the same insecurity, regardless of how they looked on the outside. A lot of the thought processes were very much the same. But on top of that, when I started to like look into sexuality, I felt like, you know, it's close to 8 billion people on the planet, which means that everybody's having sex at all times of the day, you know, every day, which means that in any corner of the globe you look at, somebody's having sex. Any area, any region, somebody's having sex. Somebody's getting their dick sucked literally at this moment as we're speaking right now. Merry Christmas. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And you know what I mean? So if that's the case, why are we only, we're shown this very narrow spectrum of what sex looks like. And that leads to the insecurities that everybody has. You know, people think of a sexy moment or a sexy scene, they think back to a movie that they saw. They think about the physical attributes of the two people in that movie. Or they think they have to look a certain way to be sexy or look a certain way for a position to look sexy. And all that's based is off media. But the reality of it is that it's happening every single day with people that have all different shapes and sizes and colors and blemishes and discolorations and everything else like that. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm trying to put a message about sex and the beauty of sex, then you have to recognize the beauty of the body at the same time. Because to me, that all goes into it when it comes to respect when it comes to consent when it comes to being able to see the person that you're being sexual with and seeing them holistically you know what i mean you got to be able to see the beauty and why their body is beautiful and all the differences of their body and be able to see that because if if you're seeing you can appreciate it so that's why i wanted to show bodies of all different types and all different skin colors and everything like that because nobody's devoid of that because of how they look you know what i'm saying and the church says hallelujah, because uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely on point. Now, let's, I'm going to turn the scope towards to the visual aspect of what you do. Okay. For one, I find it awesome that couples allow you to enter into their intimate space and to, I guess, document their sexual moment. Like, how did you get into, get into doing that? Like, how did you get them to a certain comfort zone? You're like, hey, listen, I'm here to document what you guys are doing here. Don't mind me. I'm here with my camera. Go forth and prosper. <laughs> um, well, to be honest with you, the first couple I ever shot was like my best friend and his girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> that was the first couple. That was the first couple I ever shot. Um, luckily, my best friend is an artist. And me and him are very close. Um, I mean, that's like my my boy, my buddy, uh, my homie. Like you know, the ace. <laughs> And uh, we both have similar views around sexuality in the body. And when I asked him, I was like, you know, hey, I was like, you know, would, would y'all ever be open to that? And he was like, well, you know, let me check with her. And she said she was cool. And, and that's literally how it started. And my first shoot was with you know, my best friend and his girl. And um, I was a lot more comfortable in that moment, in that space with them than I thought I would be. Because when I was shooting, it was no different than shooting anybody else. The only difference is that you know, I can feel when they're getting more aroused. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I'm there to capture an image. 
so it really didn't feel any different. And even after they were done, they were like, yeah, that was fun. You know, we forgot you were here. And as, so I posted those photos. Because I posted those photos, a lot of people saw them. And they said, you know, I thought they were getting me up. Like, um, would you mind capturing me and my boyfriend? Would you mind capturing me and my girlfriend? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I, cap- I had captured a couple more. And uh, eventually people started paying and saying, like, hey, look, we want you to capture us. We want to for our home or for our bedroom or whatever. Um, and that led me to shoot with couples. And as for them feeling comfortable, I'm big on any person I shoot with being comfortable. In. And I've never been in front of the camera before. My biggest thing is that I can't do anything to mess up the chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't go in and, you know, they're finally getting into it. And I'm like, all right, hey, slow down. I need you to lick her click one more time. Let's go slower. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't right. do shit like that. So, you know, for me, it's all about capturing the moment as it happens because I really want my work to be authentic. And for it to be authentic, I can't direct you. Mm. Like, I, I can't go in telling you what positions I want y'all to do because if I'm working in y'all's chemistry, then y'all already have a certain chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I'm not going to tell you to deep throw his shit. You may not even know how to deep throw. You know, I'm not going to tell him you know, to do certain stuff that may not even feel good to her. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I really just tell couples, you know, you're in you're in control of this photo shoot. I'm just here as a as a guy with a camera. And I try to make myself as hidden as possible while shooting. Not that I'm on some real creep shit, you know what I mean? Like with my hand holding the camera around the wall. Like not like that, but like I'm not sitting there talking while they doing stuff and like guiding people. You know what I mean? Um I'll, put, I'll bring my Bluetooth speaker, I'll turn on some music for them or whatever, and uh, typically people will start like with foreplay, and as they get into it, you know, I'm I, I'm really quiet <laughs> shooting people. Like, the most common thing I hear is, we forgot you were here. And when I hear that, I love it, because that means that y'all were totally in y'all's moment, and none of it, you know, you didn't think about me. I don't want people to think about me. And um, that's how it's gotten. And it's, it's actually really cool. I've made a lot of good uh, connections working with couples and some of the couples I work with we still like real cool to this day so well I can't imagine like yeah that's dope man cause like yeah it's good to be in that zone where like you just you blend in with the with the background cause you wanna be that guy in the background talking about leg up higher you know like just exactly no exactly that's what I'm saying you know what by the fact after I started shooting with couples is when it actually changed how I watched porn real talk because after I started shooting with couples and seeing how they would, like, have sex. Because, you know, when you have sex, you can't see yourself having sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're looking at a mirror or something, you really can't watch it from all these different angles. So after I started shooting with couples, it really changed what type of porn I could watch, which is why now, if I watch porn, it's pretty much amateur couples. Because if I look at anything that's, like, staged and super fake, I know how fake it is. Because I'm like, that angle is never naturally done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude. Like, Oh my it's god! Just, it just don't like it just don't happen like that. Like you'll never catch that angle unless you specifically told him to put his leg over there and put the other leg over there, and like that's not gonna happen <laughs> in an actual interaction. Yo, first of all, yes, listen, I can admit that the the type of films that I watch now, the adult films, as I may say, uh, that I watch now are all typically the amateur work. Yeah, it's more organic, and it's like it's just it's it's real to me. It's a lot more real to me than watching like, 
you know, Jenna Jameson and, you know what I mean, and T.T. Boy and all yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that um, in terms of your work being a people of color, because I had a conversation with someone the other day, and I said if I could get into making adult films, for far as like black pornography goes, I would have yeah. to change the industry from the ground up. Because mm, okay. what I would do, honestly, I would have the approach that you have with it. Because there's a beauty in that. There's real people in that who look like they're real human beings. Because you look at black pornography now, and everybody looks like they're, um, they came out of G in 2003 with the tank top and cornrows <laughs> and Timberlands. <laughs> And women look right, like... Right, man. Look, man. If you're not six foot two with a tennis dick, bro, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to <laughs> happen. You know what I mean? And then when it's interracial, like, yeah, I'm looking for a nice cream pie to take down. Oz guys got the pen, and yeah, the ass looking nice. I'm like, come on. Like, we don't all talk like that. You know, right. like, there needs to be a change so that something like that can look more natural, more erotic, that that be more appealing to everyone. And that's, again... That's what I dig about your work. So recently, um, I know you had Expressions Untold. Um, that was your main platform. But then right. you flipped the game around and went into the release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you. Appreciate you knowing that. Dude, <laughs> not only do I know that, dog, I support that. I put money hey, up. Hey, man, I, 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 pre- that. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Hell yeah. Because I went to the release, I saw you had the new thing going, and I was like, yo, the brother here, his work is fantastic. Like, I got to make sure I got support. So then I saw that um, you had your page and different stories from writings uh, that were attached to different erotic photography. But what got to me, it was a very short vid that you put out. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was like a, yeah. a trailer. And yeah. I start off with sex is my brother, my brother, my brother. Listen. Listen here, man. That vid, I watched it like a thousand times because <laughs> I, I did. Because I came in front, dude. Because like it was, I was sitting there like, wow, man. I need to have popcorn with this shit right now because it was just various vignettes of of sex that was being shown, and it was all beautiful was all unique and i'm like man but he gotta make sure that this guy keeps his work going man you gotta keep it going man i appreciate you bringing that up man because you know the cool thing about it is that every every clip in that short trailer because they pretty much that video is like an intro into what the rest of my videos are going to be like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so that's why i shot like a trailer style with those short clips but every couple that you saw in that little trailer video, I've actually done a whole photo shoot for. Mm, okay. So that's the that's the cool thing about it. But um, I actually have like two more videos that I'll be posting over like the next month to uh, the release. And you know, that, like you said, I mean, you're subscribed to it, and I, I appreciate you. And I'm glad you got to watch it. But that's everything you said. That's the whole direction I'm trying to take all my videos in. That is the entire direction. Is like sex is 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 really fucking beautiful let's show that you know what i mean let's show the skin and let's show real people and real reactions like i want my videos to be a direct reflection of my photos and you to get the same feel where it's tasty it's it's, it's 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 classy you know what i mean but at the same time it's very arousing and it's very real because i feel like that's what sex is yes 
I agree with that 110%. I meant to say tasteful. I don't know why I said tasty. Hey, um, listen. Classy. Because <laughs> I said tasteful. That's a weird word. But you know what I mean? I just wanted to be the same feel, basically. Hey, tasty and tasteful, brother. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely cannot knock that. So, I, the thing I also enjoy about you is that there is the commentary of what you of what you do. There's the narrative of expressions. Because actually, before I get you know get into that, um, I have to ask you what prompted you to create the release. Um. All right, so whew, all right, so I used to be on Patreon. Are you familiar with Patreon? Yo, yes, indeed. Yeah, so I was on Patreon for uh, probably about a year, and um, Patreon went really well for me. Um, I had a I had a really decent amount of people that were subscribed every month, and um, things went well with it. But Patreon went up and just changed their rules out of nowhere. And I know Patreon is a private company, um, and that was always my that was kind of always my concern with working with them and putting out all my work only through a company that through another company because I felt like it was a third party. But um, they changed their rules out of nowhere, and because of that, they suspended my Patreon page. Now, because they suspended my Patreon page, that means you suspended my bankroll. You know what I'm saying? Because I was getting paid through that. Mm-hmm. So. Lo and behold, I, and I, the, the funny thing is, in the back of my mind, I always knew I needed a backup plan, but it just happened before I was prepared. So when that happened, I said, "I got, I, I have to create my own stuff. Like I have to have all my own everything." You know what I mean? Um, and then what happened is that Patreon came out like a month later, and they changed their rules again to allow adult content. But at, from that point on, in my opinion, I didn't trust it. Because to me, it was like, you know what? You're a private company. I respect it. But you may wake up and have an argument with your lady or something. Or you may wake up and get a flat tie on the way to work and go change some rule that's now going to affect how much I'm getting paid every month. I don't rock with that. I need control of my stuff. So that's when I went ahead and created my own website. and said, I'm going to post all my website through my content, through my own, do my own website and everything else like that. Um, so right now, the only thing I use Patreon for is just to process payment. But if at any moment Patreon goes down, I already got my backup plan running. So nobody's going to have to resubscribe or nothing like that. Um, but that's literally what made me go and have my own site was because I felt like I, I, I needed more space and I wanted to be able to curate how that space was ran. And I didn't want to have people to go through anybody else to do it. And I didn't want anybody else to be able to have the power to change what I was doing. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeed. It's like that line from Erica Badu at the end of Tyrone. She was like, I'm an artist, and I'm sensitive about my shit. So I can dig it, man. Especially when it comes down to keeping the duckers on point, because, again, you are creating content, and you should be able to be compensated for all that you're doing. Right, and that's the thing, too. I mean, I am, I am very sensitive about it. And, I mean, when, when, I got, when I got the notification that I got suspended, you know, I, of course it was kind of like, oh, snap. Like, I was making a decent enough amount where it was affecting my life. In my, in my living conditions, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I didn't like that somebody could just change that decision out of nowhere and me have no control over it. Because as an entrepreneur, that's the one thing I'm trying to avoid. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole reason we became entrepreneurs is to make our own money and make the rules. Yes. So, when somebody else can decide when I get paid and how I get paid, I ain't an entrepreneur no more. So, I said, no, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it no more. <laughs> so, I, I got to create my own stuff. I feel you. I'm glad you did that, man, because, uh, again, like I said, the game needs you out here, man, for sure. 
So let me double back a bit. So again, so we go back from your website to your Instagram account where it all started for me. Mm-hmm. You you have these posts on your IG live stream and you share your thoughts and ideas. And I think that whenever you share these thoughts, you're discussing like taboos to a point or mm-hmm. you're breaking certain certain doors down because you you express things from your point of view when you discuss sex you know in terms of you question certain things like things that we may feel may not want to admit to ourselves like you go deep into it so has that become a therapeutic for you as it has been for your uh for your fans and for your followers um it it has yeah, because, all right, so just to give you some, some background, this is like my 11th Instagram page. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the other ones all got shut down by Instagram. And uh, right, right when I got to around like my 10th page, I started to be a lot more open with my uh, with my following. Because before that, I never used Instagram stories, never used IG Live. I didn't even post pictures of myself. Um, but when I started to do that, it was because I felt like I wanted people to get an understanding more of who the person was behind the link. Because I felt like they'll be able to connect more. Um, so it has been therapeutic in a way that I've learned a lot from a lot of people that have responded to me. Sometimes people give me their opinions and give me their thought processes. But also just learning from the, all the types of responses I can get. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then being able to get stuff out. Because to be honest with you, a lot sometimes the stuff I talk about in my IG story, I can't write a post about. Because I don't have enough space. Right. Um, so that, so yeah, some, and then sometimes where it's like, I'll try to put it into a post, but it's just no way I can articulate it, um, the way I'd want to, if I put it in the post, cause I got to cut out so much of it. And I'm a very contextual person. And there's certain things, there's certain conversations even now I don't talk about on Instagram because I don't, there's no way I could write all that out for people to get it. So it, it, it has been therapeutic to me that way. So yes, as a short answer <laughs> to your question. I can dig it. Now, there are some posts that you create that after I watch them or listen to them, I have to have a cigarette afterwards, bro. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like those after-sex cigarettes people be having? Yeah. Like, oh, Lord, man, I got to take a seat to get some water or something like that. Because <laughs> you, you do. I'm serious. You have these posts where this it's just audio posts? Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On your account? Bro. Listen, there was, okay, so Christina, I was talking to her about, about the post, and she said, you need to check this out. I said, cool. I clicked the link. Let me tell you something, man. i never been so happy that I had headphones in my ears at work in my life. <laughs> because I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you like them, man. Listen, because I, I, it was um, during the act, an intimate act, um, you know, I wasn't sure if there was a bit of uh, like ass smacking in the mix, but boy, oh boy, I said, I am, oh my God. I said, man, this is some beautiful shit, and I'm so glad this isn't in surround sound right now, but when I go home, <laughs> I'm putting on some Kenny G and playing this shit. Man, you know what's funny is that I, I've gotten so many people that have responded and been like, whoa, warning, <laughs> I played this in my car on Bluetooth with all my friends in the car. So I've had a lot of people that have responded, and someone sometimes they mad like, "Dude, you can't just be posting this shit randomly at three o'clock p.m." I played this at work, you know what I mean? But 
I kind of the asshole in me likes shocking people like that. But anyway, I'm glad that you um I'm glad that you like it. Uh, I keep I keep telling my lady, man, like you know, whenever you're ready, we'll, we'll go ahead and drop a video because all of those audios are actually extracted from videos that that that, uh, that me and her have made. So that's where all of those audio clips you hear. All that's where they all come from. I just extract the audio from a clip and I'll upload just the audio. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear you. Uh, you're the first. You're the first person I've ever had an actual conversation with. I've had people DM me and say, like, they rock with it, but you're the first person that can tell me, like, my voice. So I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yo, and here's, here's why. Um, so I appreciate the fact that you are open with your sexuality. And it's open with, like, sharing it in a way that's, like, as natural as it's not, like, exploiting anybody, you know? Including including yourself mm-hmm. in the mix, because from because uh, for my personal journey, I guess like for over the past like three two two to three years, like I've I've come to my own what can I say like I've reached my own mountaintop I should say when it came down to understanding sexuality and being free with it and being free with expressing how I feel about it, you know, because so many different times again, as guys we think that we can't really express it, express it due to like it may jinx or throw off our masculinity. But, mm-hmm. but I don't really have a problem with it. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy talking about it, and I enjoy learning about it. And because I look at your page as, for real, for real, like all jokes aside, I look at your page as an educational resource because there are things that you've done with your page that have inspired me to be like, you know what, maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try that. Just because, why not? It's one life to live you know, you want to be able to express yourself any way possible, why not just do it? And I find that to be just the shit when it comes to you and and what you do, bro. So here's a question I have for you. Um, We discussed it before we even got to this podcast point, was that I wanted to know from your point of view as a man, you know, uh, a cisgendered heterosexual male, I'm glad I got all those, those words correct this time. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, gotta learn them, right? Gotta learn, gotta them, learn them. All the pronouns out here in these streets, bro. Gotta get them. So, from that point of view, from that standpoint, how can we as men do better in the sexuality department? Not just sex, but in terms of our understanding of it, how we talk about it, express it, etc. Ooh, bro, you know that's more such a multifaceted question. Oh hell yeah. You know that you, you know that got layers, yeah. layers to that. Oh man. Um, okay, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to answer you the best I can. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm gonna try. Um, I feel like, and not that I'm. I, okay, I feel like there's. And I'm only. I'm taking this angle because lately I've been thinking a lot about like how I want to raise my kids. I don't have any kids, but I'm thinking. Lately, that's just been on my mind for whatever reason. Um. I think that especially for, I'm 28 years old. Um, I don't know how old you are, but I think we have a grand opportunity to raise our sons in a way that could completely change how women are being treated, how we all see sexuality. Because the reality of it is that sex is taught from a very male-dominated mindset. So I think that as as men, we have to educate ourselves. I think we have to get away from our own insecurities of masculinity and how people view us and all of that bullshit. Um, 
And I think we need to be accountable. I really think a lot of it comes down to accountability. And I say that because oftentimes when I talk with other dudes about their views or when I talk to women and they're sharing, and they're sharing stories with me about talking to men, typically what you hear is a woman saying exactly what's real to her and the dude pretty much ignoring it, not acknowledging it, or just basically saying like, look, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm good. That's your problem. And that's pretty much what you hear at all times. Um, it, it's, it's one of those three things. So I think that comes down to just being accountable, but that comes with emotional, uh, that's with emotional intelligence. You know, um, I think it's all of the small things. I actually think the sexual liberation part is, is comes behind the mental liberation part first. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell a guy to not think so much about his insecurities when he doesn't even understand that he has insecurities. You see what I'm saying? So I think it comes into having like a lot of just real conversations. I think as men, we need to have those conversations with our boys. I think we need to have them with younger dudes. I think we need to have them with older dudes and just with men in general. And we can't be afraid about how we're going to look in that conversation. Um, and I think that can change a lot of things because even if we get into a conversation with another guy who doesn't agree, the fact that we disagreed with him is going to stick in his brain because most likely if they say something, they're expecting us to respond in a way that's positive or reaffirming of their action or with their thought process. So when you respond differently, it's going to make it say, dang, man, you know, they did, I didn't get the reaction I wanted. And I, that's, I mean, I'm sorry I'm jumping all over the place. It's just like there's so many ways that as men we can do better in that area. Um, but I really think a lot of it comes down to, I think a lot of men have a lot of trauma that they don't ever deal with. We have a lot of walls that we never deal with. We never break down. Um, I think we have a we don't we aren't taught how to communicate with ourselves or with anybody else. So that's that's part of the reason why I'm so big on saying we can teach our son how to be so much better because we can teach those as we learn them. So does that make sense? Perfect sense. And I wanted to uh, ask you a question because okay. I want to be completely honest with you and open. Because, you know, we two brothers talking about sex, so why not be open out here in these streets, right? Right. So, you know, I, I have conversations with the homies, and, you know, this is in the past, and they would say, man, my girl tried to get me a head and try to put a finger in my ass. I had to slap a hand away. I had to do this and do that. Because, like, you know, because that's, that's gay. But I'm like, listen, right. if you're with your girlfriend, somebody you care about, and, you know, she's trying to find a way to pleasure you, you know what I mean? It's not gay at all. Right. And like, right. why does that even, ha even have to come into your brain when it comes down to you having sex with your girlfriend? You know? Like, there are these walls that are there. For example, like, people may say, man, if a woman comes in my ass, try to lick my ass, it's a, it's, it's a no. But I remember watching um, an episode of The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and Tank. And they were like, somebody asked them about, you know, you know getting their ass licked. And they was like, yeah, I'm down with that. And Tank actually like lifted his legs up on, <laughs> on, on doing the video. It was like, yeah, girl, get in there. There, but like that, some people were like, oh, I can't, can't allow that. I can't do that because it's a goes against their masculinity and their manhood. I'm like, but if it's about pleasure and it's about you and the woman that you're with, and she's doing things to you, the same exact things you're doing to her. Why is there a difference? You know what I mean? Like, why is that such well, a, uh, uh, you know, a push against your your manhood? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly feel like the idea that people have of masculinity and manhood in general is so fucked up. That's why you had those problems in the first place. Because yes. the value of what makes a man in general is completely skewed. So that's why you'll have somebody that, like you said, I've always thought like you did. I've always thought like that. I remember being in middle school and dudes would talk about stuff and I'll be like, but, but logically that doesn't make sense. Like, like I remember hearing guys talk about stuff or whatever. Like simple stuff like when you hold a girl's hand, the man's hand should always be in front. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real small so that people don't even think about. And I would hear about it and I'd be like, what? like that doesn't make any sense though. Or like you're saying, you know, if you're doing something with a woman, how in the hell can that possibly make you homosexual? Right. Like how can how can that possibly be gay when it's a man and a woman doing sexual acts to please each other? Like you obviously have no understanding of what it's like to be into the same sex if that's what your thought process is. Yes. But on top of that, if you think that your masculinity is diminishing by letting a woman please you, because literally that's what's happening, your understanding of your own masculinity is so flawed that you're, it's just, it's just very, very flawed. And I, I, hearing that, I already can probably guess the amount of other fucked up ideas that dude has about his own sexuality, about his woman's sexuality, about everything. Just based off though that simple concept right there, because you're basing all of your masculinity in something that has nothing to do with you being a man or you being a grown man or whatever term you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. So, but yeah, I've I've always I've thought that way, and even now, um, when I the first time I ever talked in my story about getting my ass ate, I got so many responses from actually from men and from women. Men were like, "Yo." I've never heard another dude say that. And I've always been with that. Now, granted, it's a DM, so I can't put a voice to it, but in my head, that's how they found it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in, my, in my head, it was like, yo, bruh, I ain't never had this shit, man, that's dope. Like, <laughs> um, so I had dudes like that, but at the same time, I had so many women that were like, oh my God, yes, I've been trying to do this to my man for three years and he won't let me do it. I've been trying to do this to guys for years and none of them will let me do it. And the amount of women that, we're openly talking about the fact that they just want to do that. Like, they just want to know what it's like to please somebody orally outside of that. And if they know you can get pleasure, because all the books talk about anal pleasure, any book you read on sexuality and human anatomy is going to talk about that. You're like, it's so much evidence there. And there's so many women that want to try it, but they're like, no, no man I know is, is confident enough to do it or open enough to do it. But I'm like, now that same dude don't want to bust all over your face. He ain't got no problem with that. Yep. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And like that, that to me is the issue when it comes to balance when in sexuality, because typically it's not a lot of balance in it at all. Nope, not at all. Now, on that same note, so an acquaintance of mine, she and I would talk about anything like related to kink and all that. Now, she told me that uh, she got into like, she was seeing some dude and he was into pegging. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know what that is? Yeah, I know it is. Oh, of course you do. I'm bad. You, you're the man out here in these streets. You know what time it is. Um, so. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. I know. Man, look, I've watched so much porn in my teenage life. <laughs> I knew all the terms. I knew everything, bro. Yo, dude. Listen. Anyway, keep going. What was you, what was you saying? Yo, because yeah, let's keep it a buck 50, bro. Yes. Listen, I had my. I knew all about the shit before I hit 20, yo. As, I don't know if that's a good or right. bad thing, but I know that I'm, I'm out here right, in the streets. Right, right. Right. So she was like, don't knock it till you try it. I was like, what? You know what I mean? She was mentioning to me, she was like how some dudes, you know, think that too is, you know, um, 
going against their quote unquote sexuality as well, right? But again, in your opinion, do you think that's also in the same realm as women just want wanting to please their man? You said they also think it's in the same realm as just women just wanting to please their man. Yeah, like you know how women who are like eating ass or whatever, like you think that's all right. in the same realm. Oh man. You know, honestly, okay, on one hand I do, because they know it gives pleasure. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I look at every sexual act as what's the intent behind you doing it. And what I mean by that is like if you wanna if you wanna peg your man or if your man wants to be pegged, I'm all for it hundred percent. Do it to it, baby. Do that shit, love it, live it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I feel. Now, at the same time, if you want to peg me simply because you want to dominate a man because you've never had that power before, see, that scares me because you're going to blow my asshole out and they ain't never had nothing in my asshole that big. See, now I'm scared because you got a lot of anger and shit that you're trying about to take out on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah I got you, bro. <laughs> like, that's how I look at it. So to me, it's like it's all about the intent. Like, now, let's say you tell me you want to try it and, like, you know, we're going to go slow. We're going to work through it and everything. Like, we're going to be very aware of each other's comfort zone. Okay, you know, I'm I'm for that, you know what I mean? But that's my, because that's where I'm comfortable at with it, you know what I mean? Um, and I say that because, like, I've had people, I've had women talk to me about it and say they just want to try it. Like, they want to feel what it's like to be there and, and be that dominant role, and that's cool. I've other had heard some women say stuff like, you know, I really just want to break a man. Whoa. Oh, God. Woo. <laughs> yeah, the fans on me, you can sit up there. Like, you got to hurt something, man. Like, Whoa. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to me, that's how I feel like the intent and the energy, for, that's me personally. Because, in that, yeah, that's very personal opinion of mine because certain people want that pain a little bit more than pleasure. And that's totally okay if that's what you want. But for me personally, I'm big on your intentions on what you want to do and why you want to do it. Because I might want to give you some pleasure and pain too, but I'm going to be very aware of your comfort zone if I'm doing it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Cause look, um, but, I, but, it, but, that's a, but that question, though, is a deeper question than either how I look at sexual liberation for people anyway. Mm-hmm. And I look at that as, you know, when you're having sex, why are you having sex? Are you trying to take out anger? Are you now fucking a lot simply because you've never had the freedom to really delve into your sexuality? You know, and it's not that I'm judging either way. It's just, I look at everybody's journey is different, you know what I mean? And for certain people, their sexual liberation will take them going from one deep end to the absolute um, opposite side of the deep end. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, you're still being kind of, how do you word it? You're still a slave to a certain mindset on both sides of the spectrum. And I, I like seeing where people are before I know how I feel about their sexuality, if that makes sense to you. Yo, complete sense. Like, and, and to give that, to give that um, some context, um, I was talking to Crystal Tantra Gogi uh, a while ago, and I told her, I said, you know, it's one conversation that I really should steer away from talking about on a post because I know I wouldn't be able to articulate myself. But I said, when people talk to me about women's sexual liberation, I said, there's always this part of me where I'm like, okay, as long as you're doing it, you know, for the right reason, the same way as long as a man is doing it for the wrong or right reason. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, there are a lot of, I said, I've met people in my past who they just want to go out and fuck everybody because they feel like that's what their liberation looks like. But then you talk to them and they say, well, if a man can do it, why can't I? And I'm over here like, yeah, but the man shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. So you're not really liberating yourself. You're still doing unhealthy action because he was doing unhealthy action. 
you just want to be you just it's, it's almost like a, it's not like it's like a power shift it's not that you want equality you just want power and you haven't had power mm-hmm. and that's that's like a there's a much deeper way of like looking at it um but i'm kind of one of the people that i like i mean i analyze shit all the time anyway like just when i'm thinking about it um Oh yeah, that was kind of off topic. But when you bring pegging up, sometimes that's what I think about from some of the people I've heard about it. Where some have been like, "No, I really just want to please a guy this way," and other ones are like, "No, like I've been fucked over. I want to take power back." And I'm like, "Wow, you sound like you're about to hurt." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? That's just me being honest. Like I think, like my asshole hurts when I when I think about it. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Clinching, like ooh, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. The last thing I want to hear is scream as loud as you want. Can't nobody hear you. I'm like, ah, don't trust me. I understand completely, bro. But I feel like just to go back to the point about how people are just fucking not because there's actual sexual liberation involved is more of a power thing. I think that is also a definite, definite as a product of sexual repression. Mm-hmm. And I feel like men have that to the umpteenth degree you know i feel like everybody's sex sexually repressed but coming from the standpoint of a of a of a man of a cisgendered heterosexual male i see that mm-hmm. you know what i mean i see how that affects people why people act like complete animals when they're you know about to have sex or you know go on some kind of like a a sex spree you know like they're not really doing it for the reasons that sex should be had they're just trying to like fill some kind of like void that pretty much right. that should be like fixed by therapy you know what i'm saying not by like not by right sex. it's like it's like letting the animal out of a cage i mean that it really it's just like letting the animal out of a cage and i mean i'm not saying that to demote the human psyche or the human you know spirit but sometimes when we break away from a certain thought for example i look at it like you remember how back when being woke became a trend back in like 2011 2012 yep and you had people that went from the church being the most social media woke mofos ever. They literally traded one church for another. It just one church had pews and one church had a cell phone. That was it. That was the only difference. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, and that's why I said the dog out of cages because the person's been so boxed in and so repressed by whatever ideas that were repressing them. So then they finally say, fuck it, I'm done. And they just jump off the, jump off the diving board. And, the good thing about that, though, is that sometimes that's, that's needed. Sometimes, in my opinion, at least, sometimes you got to go from one spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, and then come back and find balance. Because now you've experienced both sides, and now you can talk about both sides. So that's why I don't judge it at all because I get it. I mean, you need those experiences. I mean, had I not had the experiences I had, I wouldn't talk about some of the stuff I talk about now. Like I say, man, experience is indeed the best teacher. It is. Especially when you can reflect on it and, like, really think about some of the shit that happened in the past and just really, like, break it down and be like, dang, like, that's where I was back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. So I want to read you a quote, and I want to see if you agree with it or not. You ready? Okay. So um, this is from a magazine, uh, Richardson Latest issue, uh, Kim Kardashian's on the cover. But this was a, a piece, an editorial written by a woman on the name of Julia Fox. Mm-hmm. Julia Fox said this, and I quote, A 
I'm so glad I know how to read too, by the way. This is good. All right. So the power is in the pussy and men will always submit to it over and over and over again. Doesn't even really matter who the pussy belongs to. They're drawn to it like a moth to a flame. It's too easy. The powerful quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's very powerful. Um, you want my opinion on it? Yeah, most definitely. I think it has truth to it. I don't think it's true for everybody, but I definitely think it has truth to it. I actually think, which is why I'm big on women's sexual liberation, I think women have so much more power than... How do I word this so I don't get yelled at? I think women have so much more power (laughs) than a lot of women are aware that they have power. And when I talk about that power, I talk about the way to shift the entire mass consciousness of society. And for example, like, um, granted, I'm saying this as with a huge bias because I'm a guy, but like I look at, for example, we not I hear stories about shitty sex pretty much daily. Like every day, people tell me about you know bad sex they having or their husband that don't try no more or their boyfriend that you know want that get that they give head to but he doesn't like eating, you know stuff like that. And there's a side of me that's like, man, if any woman stop having sex right now, how much would that change? Like if literally women just closed their legs completely and just stopped. Stop playing into all the societal roles. Stop playing into all the patriarchal ideas. Stop feeding into men's insecurities. Stop feeding these weak egos. How much shift would change? Because at the end of the day, most men are very emotionally immature. They don't, immature in general. So eventually, you'll be able to break that dude. <laughs> and I say break because I say you, he's going to have to recognize what he has to deal with to get what he wants. Now, granted, the reality of it is you would have a lot of hurt people if that actually happened, which is why I don't advise the whole world doing that. Because you have a lot of, the way men are and how fragile they are, you have a lot of pain inflicted upon a lot of people before that change happens. But I do feel that women have power. Um, even when I look at, you know, when you look at slavery, you know, you look at the amount of, like, I remember I read a, uh, I read a book once back in college, and it was talking about how when, you, when people look at um, white supremacy, they typically imagine a white male. And it was saying, but you really have to think about the white woman. Because how many black men were hung or killed off of the words of white women? Because at the end of the day, as a fear tactic, they would always put the white woman as the victim. Mm-hmm. And it just basically just made me recon- like, just made you really think about slavery and, and, and racism in a whole different way. Because it was always about protecting a little blonde haired, blue eyed girl. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just think about that in a lot of different spectrums. So I do think that phrase is true. Um, as a whole, I think it's true. I think at the end of the day, women just have a lot more power than they're aware of. A whole lot more power than they're aware of. And I'm, I love to see, I'm, I'm loving that so many women are starting to embrace it in different spectrums. From the ones that are embracing it in the courtroom, to the boardroom, to the webcam, to the, uh, to the, to the poll, um, to the classroom. I just, I love seeing women embrace it in all, in all facets. Cause it is a deep, power like a deep mystical spiritual power that women have sir um if i uh if i wasn't such a such a real life thug i would shed a tear right now no i'm playing my thug at all <laughs> not thug at all but um but i agree with you 110 percent. and it's like when it comes down to women especially when it comes to that topic i feel like the best thing that i can ever do is just to listen because that allows me to get a better understanding of 
their experiences in their world. You know, so do definitely do definitely. And I want to say that like, I'm grateful as hell that I got to have you on the show. Grateful as hell because I'm a longtime fan. I respect what you do, and I love that you are creating a platform for equality out here. Because I remember um, I listened to your uh, appearance on the, I guess, Evian Whitney show. Mm-hmm. And you said you had a fan base of like 70% women, 30% men. Yeah. I might do. Listen, I feel like a lot of men out here would do themselves a great service if they tuned in to what you were doing. And I'm not saying copy what you're doing, you know, step by step, but the ability to open one's mind and to see what else is outside of that of that box would, would be such a great thing for them, a great thing for us as a whole. So again, man, I, I yeah, I think so as well. I think I think so 100 percent as well. It actually bothers me that. Right now, it's like 75% women. So it's actually gone up since then, on the women's side. Wow. And I guess the reason it bothers me is because, like, you can, you know, I'm a a size hetero male. Mm. I speak from my size hetero male perspective, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So you would think that, like, dudes would see the pictures or see what I'm talking about and be like, get it. You know? And then there's the part of me as well that, granted, this may come off sounding asshole and I hope it doesn't, but it's true. So, there's a part of me, <laughs> yeah. there's a part of me that's kind of like, if your partner, girlfriend, wife, fiance, best friend, whatever, is really, like, really rocking with my work and what I'm saying, figure out why she's paying attention to it. As you said, listen it's a reason why she's sharing this with you as a guy. She's not sharing it simply because she wants you to see something to turn you on so, so you can come over. You see what I'm saying? It's like, take notes. And I'm not saying take notes as if I'm trying to be out here teaching people, but it's like, I say that because I've had certain people that have shared with their partners and their partners will get upset and be like, you know, why do you like to lose pay so much? And in my head, I'm like, dude, will you put your insecurities aside? She's sharing it with you because that's what she wants from you. She's literally telling you what she wants. She's putting you on game, sir. She's literally putting you, like she's telling you verbatim what you want. She's saying, babe, look at this. This turns me on. Because it ain't wet for me. It's wet for you. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, that's why it bothers me when I, when I see that. I'm like, yo, why don't more dudes follow it? But, hey, you know. I don't know. I do what I can. <laughs> Listen, man, for the ones that do, we appreciate you, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, look, I'm going to keep it a buck fifty, man. Like, I got – so, you know, I have my regular social media account, right? And I also have my other social media accounts. But those accounts are, like, strictly for me to express, like, you know, thoughts on sexuality, you know, whether it's a Twitter account or Instagram account. And, you know, I'm, I'm allowed to have that freedom there. Right. You know, I'm able to express certain things. Because I've actually talked to you via that account before. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. I've seen that account. Oh, you peeped it? Oh, yeah, I ain't slick. But yeah, I've seen slick. it. I've peeped it before. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I have 
that other side because it allows me to like, because again, on my main page, I got family watching me and shit. I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So uh, me having this other page, me able, able to like follow all these women who are sex positive, all these women who have these experiences and all these women who have these various platforms that that can teach. I'm like, why would you not want to go to a place where everything, all the information is free, you know? Like, why, why I don't understand about, about, about us as, as men, like, right, why I are you stubborn like that? I mean, I will say that that podcast I did with Evie and Whitney, um, I had a lot of guys that DM me after that. And it's funny because a lot of the guys that DM me were like, I'm so glad I heard your voice because before I just figured you was another dude out here sleeping with all your models and you were just trying to, you know, be one of them dudes. But it wasn't until I heard you talk that I realized, oh shit, this dude actually got something to say. And that's been respected. And it was, it was, it was actually uh, two guys that I, I will, I'll never forget because both basically said the exact same thing. They said, my lady been sharing your work with me for about a year and I hated it <laughs> until I heard you talking and was like, oh snap, he's actually like a cool dude. <laughs> and I was like, yo, so a whole year she's been sharing this stuff with you and you've been missing the point every single time. Just because. And to me, that's what a whole masculinity, the insecurity, that's what, all, that's what all that comes into play. Which makes me even think deeper and say, how much do men's insecurities just completely prohibit them from being the lovers they can be? Or the people they can be? Simply because of their insecurities. Yo, I, I completely agree because I think, especially as, as black males, we tend to put up this wall early on where we think aggression and you know toughness is is the key to every door you know i remember like just talking to my buddies back when i was younger and i was wanting to talk to certain women and like you know hey i'm, I'm a good guy like nah saying you gotta be hard out here man you gotta be hard on these joints man i'm like what are you no, you're, you're man you are 100 percent. i remember talking to my uh my roommate back when I was in college once. And uh, both of us, you know, both of us were pretty promiscuous during that time period. But I remember him saying something to me one day. He was like, now, this is not a term I would use for anybody that's listening to this episode. So, dog, don't, don't like those spirits through my chest. But <laughs> <laughs> there was a woman that had left my room. And he came out in the hallway and was like, man, you be loving these hoes. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Uh, he was like, you actually be like, but listen, he was like, you actually be like talking to him and like having conversations and shit. And I was like, in my head, I was confused. Like, well, what do you do? <laughs> and he was like, of course, he said some stereotypical dude stuff. And we're just like, man, you know, I just do what I got to do and kick him out. He, he actually be like, be laughing in here and like having real conversations, <laughs> making friends and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that makes me think about what you said, because even when he said that then, that was like 19 years old. I remember thinking to myself, well, of course, I just I just had my face like in her vulva. I, I, of course I want to be friends with her. I, I mean, you know, like we just got real intimate. <laughs> of course I want to know who she is and, and talk a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that was common sense. But as you say, we're taught to be ruthless. We're taught to just hit it and quit it. we taught to just go to the mall, get as many as we can. Like, it's literally a dominate mentality to everything, to sex, to interpersonal communication. Even when talking with other dudes, I know you've experienced that. 
you ever like been talking to a dude and you realize that like it's almost like he's trying to argue with you, but you, you but you don't understand why? It's like you, nah, I just, I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you like, dude? What are you so angry about, cuz? Might as well ask you. What, <laughs> right. you, you want cheese in your sandwich or not? Damn, cuz. Right, and it, it, it's really simple, but it's this is like that wall is there. Like we're taught if we walk into a room, but I'm, but I think that comes from when we're little boys. Like we're, we're little boys, you know, who are we taught to idolize. We're taught to idolize the guy that's a millionaire, the guy that sleeps sleeps with lots of women, or the guy that kills lots of other people. That's it. All of our media, so all of our media role models, they dominate other people in some spectrum. Every single one of them. Now, of course, you have the random, you know, of course, you have the random role models like Superman and shit. But let's be real. He's not like a real role model. He's like a guy that everybody thinks is cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody, when, when they go to college, think I want to be like Superman. They think I want to be the guy that runs the courtroom. I, I want to be the guy that, that runs the courtroom or runs the boardroom or creates my own company and takes over all the competition. So we're always thinking from me, I have to take over everybody else. As they say, man, even our conditioning has been conditioned, my brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, it affects it, it affects everything. It affects everything to the point where, like, I look at stuff sometimes, and sometimes I really wish I could, like, talk to guys mm-hmm. or talk to men that are in relationships and stuff like that. And I want to be like, dude, look what your wife just sent me. And not to expose anything. But just to say, like, she's so, she's aching so bad just to get this one thing from you. Now, give me a logical reason as to why you won't give it to her. Like, please explain it to me. Because if she's at this point, you know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, but then you sit and then you have certain couples that, you know, the woman is, you know, she'll be, she'll want to go to sex. She'll want to go to a sex therapist. She'll want to go to a tantric worker. She'll want to go to a sexological worker. She'll want to read books. And you got dudes that are so insecure. They won't even want their woman reading books about sexuality or following pages like mine. Like, I've had people DM me saying stuff like that. Like, I, I love your work, but I can't follow you because my husband doesn't want me following your page. And I'm like, yo, what? That is some hater shit. Like, come on, man. Why are you blocking your, your wife from, like, f- trying to, like, to build a bridge between you and her, man, on an intimate level? Literally, that's what it is. She's trying to fix y'all stuff. But that's where in my head, I'm like, that's all his insecurity. That is all his insecurity. Because this is the thing. If she raises her awareness of her own sexuality, what does that mean for him? He got to raise his. He don't want to do that. So what are you going to do? He gonna make he gonna block her from all information. Same thing like we always been taught. You want to keep information, keep it in the middle of a book. He's keeping the books all away, which is all his own insecurities. But that's on the other side of the spectrum where I'm so big on women taking that, like taking that power, and realizing when dudes are doing shit like that, because the reality of it, that's all he's doing. It has nothing to do with the sex. He doesn't want her to learn other things because then she's going to require those things and he doesn't want to have to give because he's lazy. He don't want to change. Right. It's all about, it's because at the end of the day, sex is all about him. He knows that. Now you come in here talking about, you want to, I want you to eat me out for 30 minutes. I want to sit on your face. The fuck? I'm just here to bust nothing. Play Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) He's coming with these, (laughs) like, no, 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 no. He ain't saying like, whoa, what is this shit? Nah, we eat burgers, we eat burgers and we do missionary over here. What the fuck you talking about? You want positions and shit. 
no, bro. So I was. Yeah, man. I don't know. I can talk about that all day. And I'm, I, it's not a funny thing. It's just in my head. I can, like, picture these conversations happening. Yeah, I, I feel you, man. But, like, I, I and, like, you know, just to, like, you know, get to the point of it, I don't see a problem with me asking women, like, hey, how can I please you? You know, like, it's asking those certain questions. Because, again, why not ask? Why not get the information? Like, what do you like? What don't you like? And take it from there. Versus, like you said, ah, trying to get this nut off and go play the Xbox. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's deeper than that. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, even what you said, asking that simple question, like, I don't get why that would be a problem to just say, how can I please you? Like, teach me how to be good. And, and it's weird because I don't think a lot of guys connect the dots that the better you are at pleasing her, the more open she's going to be, the more comfortable she's going to be, the more comfortable she is, the more sexually free she's going to be. So all of those fantasies that you have in your head that she says she was against, she may not be against them. She may just not trust your ass. Right. Or you may have just not, she may just not be comfortable doing that stuff with you yet because why would she be comfortable with that? You can't even look at clip. Well, if you ain't doing it right, if you do it for two seconds, then you want to put your penis in. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Right. So that's the thing. I don't. I don't think a lot of. But that's that's. The, I don't think a lot of people connect the dots about how important being just comfortable is and, and what that means for somebody to say. You know, I just want to please you. Like, what, how much that would mean to her. And that's where I go back to saying a lot of guys are selfish. They don't know they're selfish, and they want to stay in that selfishness. My brother, listen. You are like the. You are the sex uh, Martin Luther King Jr. out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man. Like, <laughs> you had a dream, brother. You got a dream. This is this is on point, man. But, um, you know, I before I bring everything to, uh, to a close, I just want to say, again, dude, your work is important. Keep fighting a good fight. Because, look, man, you're helping out a lot of people, a lot of people. Because, yes, for those people who are sending you DMs, I'm sure there are those people who are, like, silent but still watching and still taking notes. And that, oh, just, yeah. And yeah. Just, and I just hope they're applying what they're learning to, you know, a healthy relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually love getting those messages, you know, from the person that said something like, I've been following you for two years. And it's a person that I've never seen, like, a post. Didn't even know that they existed. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been following you for three years. Never like the post. Don't comment. Just want to say, hey. Like, I love those people. Because I'm like, oh, man, that is great. I understand you're very afraid of, of people knowing that you like this. But that's okay. I appreciate you. So. Word up. Yeah. And I, I love those people. Also, um, this might be random, but I want to spend a, send a special shout out to uh, the two ladies whose name I won't mention who helped to turn me out in 2015 and 2017. Bless your lives. <laughs> yes, whoever they are, bless you. Bless You're you. awesome. Hopefully I'll meet you someday so I can shake your hand for him. Because Yo. I, I, he, sounds, he sounds happy about it. <laughs> Yo, listen, they, listen my, my life has changed for the better, brother. I said, oh, this is what this is about. Look, I'm all, I'm for, look, I just want everybody to have an amazing sex life and to be happy and respected and, and pleased. 
So if somebody, you know, I just want to hug him for you, bro. You know, I just want to hug him for you because yes. you have such a good time. Yes. Yes, Lord. But, um, well, yeah, man. So before we get out of here, I want to say um, thanks for being on the show. Um, so where can everyone find you? Okay, so most people know me through my Instagram, which is uh, at E-X-T-U-N-T-L-D. It stands for Expressions Untold. That's actually the name of my company. Um, once again, it's at E-X-T-U-N-T-L-D. Um, I also have my website, expressions-untold.com. That's where you can have that's where you can have access to all the podcasts I've been on, um, all the interviews I've done, links to all of my work. Um, if you want to purchase my book, Expressions Untold Volume One, you can also get that through my website. Um, and let's say you want access to my uncensored work, or you want to watch the trailer that uh, we spoke of earlier. If you want to see my uncensored photos and uncensored writings, it's the hyphen release eu.com. Y'all better go check out my main man, please, because he is changing the world one orgasm at a time. Yes, I said it, <laughs> one orgasm at a time. <laughs> but Mr. Expressions Untold, man, thank you again for coming on to the show. You are the man, myth, and the legend, and I wish you and your brand much success in 2018, 2019, and beyond, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it, and I'm happy to have came on, and I can't wait for people to hear this one. I hope they get some good info from it. Yeah, they better, man. If not, knock on people's doors. <laughs> right. Did, did you hear the show? No? Listen. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it's going to make it work out. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, man. This is another episode of the Weird is the New Black show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace.